Welcome to Tech Career Podcast. Creating valuable and relevant content to encourage, motivate, and empower you to achieve your career goals. Hello and welcome to Tech Career Podcast. My name is Christian Trujillo and I am your host. Have you ever wanted a job, but after comparing your resume with the job description, you realize that you don't have the certifications or experience desired? Well, today, we're going to talk about if that really matters when looking for a job. Today's episode is called Certifications versus Experience. And we're going to discuss the relevance of getting a job with just certifications, experience, or both. Today's special guest is Steve Struthers, who is the Vice President of Global Alliances at BlackBerry. Steve has over 20 years of executive management, sales, and technical experience. His responsibilities include sales, business development, partner relationships, and go-to-market strategy for the consulting sales organization. Steve, thank you so much for joining us today. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Christian. Happy to be here. I was looking at your, uh, your LinkedIn profile, and I know you for, for a little while there, and, uh, but I know that our audience don't know you. So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, sure thing. Um, you know, I started in this industry in software writing code, writing software. Um, so I, I started as a kid, actually, back on the uh, Commodore 64, believe it or not, that my brother owned, my older brother owned, and I, I got handed down. And from there, I went on to um, writing software for a few different companies, uh, got my technical chops, I would call them. And, um, and then I moved over into the, uh, the hardware side, sort of the technical architecture side. So I worked on Cisco and I was an engineer. I was a, at one time I was a, a CNE certified netware engineer, you know, back in the day with Novell. Um, and I worked on some of the early Microsoft windows NT platforms when, when the servers first came out and people said, uh, nobody will ever run their server on windows. Of course, that uh, <laughs> became uh, wrong, and uh, and then later moved on to the um, the business side of things. Uh, started my own company uh, uh, myself and a couple of friends. Um, we grew that to about 120 people. Um, sold it. Um, I went to work for a public company called Dying Tech. Uh, I was the CTO there because um, I didn't want to be a CEO anymore. I'd had enough of that job, and. Um, wanted to be back on a little more on the technical side. So I did that for 10 years, uh, really enjoyed the work there um, and came over to Silence in 2017. Um, when I came to Silence, my, my main goal was I, I wanted, I was a guy who had been um, an America's guy, right? North America, United States. And I wanted to learn about, you know, how to, how to do this around the rest of the world. So Silence gave me that opportunity um, I learned from some great people at Silence. I got to travel, you know, all around the world into Asia, into Europe, into the Middle East and, and build our business there with um, people there who, who frankly knew a lot more than I did about the, um, how, how to run a business in those parts of the world. Um, and I learned. And so today um, I, I run that business for BlackBerry um, who acquired Silence. And, um, and we're growing our business, you know, across the world. Um, and we're taking what used to be a, uh, a well-known, you know, phone, smartphone company, um, 
that is now 100% focused on security and focused on keeping all kinds of communication secure, whether it's your PC, the cloud, or your, um, uh, your mobile phones. That's great. And, you know, I would love to have you back to share with us the story of your first job in tech. I think it will be pretty exciting for us to, to hear that story. Would you be okay with joining us next time? Sure thing. Sure. Be happy to do that. It's a little bit, might be a little bit of comedy in it, but I'll be happy to do it. <laughs> we love that. <laughs> yeah. Steve, it seems like you've been doing a lot of really, really awesome things in your career and exciting. But let me ask you a question. What prompted you to pursue a career in technology to begin with? Um, you know, it was, for me, it was uh, an interest. I started out as a kid taking apart motorcycles and, and, and engines. And, and that was the physical engineer side of me, you know, and learning how things worked. And then once I got my hand on a computer, you couldn't stop me. And so, um, I, and I think it's true of a lot of people. I just found out, you know, that I had a knack for it, I guess is the best way you could put it, that I could look at something that didn't work and kind of figure out why it wasn't working better than the next guy in a lot of cases. So that, that's how I got into this business. That's very interesting. Now, how about you share with us a fun fact? A fun fact um, about myself. Uh, well, if I'm not, you know, working with computers and, and uh, spending my time uh, understanding technology or, or surfing the web, I'm, I'm playing music and writing music and recording uh, uh, any kind of song that I can come up with in my head. So I'm, I'm a musician as well. Yeah. I love it. You and I have both that in common. I play a couple instruments. Uh, my main instrument is electric guitar, uh, great. but I, I love doing that as well. Fantastic. Well, I'll tell you a little. I'll tell you a little story about that probably when we talk about candidates and one of the things I look for. I love that. Okay, that sounds good. You know, in talking about that, I did a poll. You know, and and I asked my connections here on LinkedIn. I asked, "What do you think you would need to get a job in technology? Would you need certifications?" experience or both. It was very interesting. 47% said you would only need experience versus 6% that said you will need certifications. And then 47% said you need both. So there was a tie there between experience and both. So that was a really interesting poll that I did on, on LinkedIn. What would you answer on this poll? Would you say experience, certifications, or both? I would say um, experience first, certification second. Okay, fantastic. What kind of things do you look for in a candidate when you're interviewing or when you're looking for a candidate to filling a position? Uh, sure. Well, so of course it depends on the position, right? The level of the position. Um, are we looking to solve like a specific problem? And if, in those cases, right, let's say we're looking for somebody to write code or to uh, do an engineering type role, then yes, we're looking for experience in that discipline and we're looking for some level of certification. Not so much to say this person passed a test, but to say, in my mind, it's to say that they're committed to their craft, right? They're committed to learning more and to being excellent. And what I've always found is people that continue to take certifications through their career are, are people that are committed to learning more. So that, that, that's how I, I see it. On, on the other side of that, though, where it's not specifically for it, where it's a sales role or a role in others, I'm looking for things like leadership. Um, I'm looking for their communication and interpersonal skills. Um, 
you know, are they, am I getting a lot of yes, no answers, or am I actually having a conversation with somebody? Um, analytical skills, right? So or if I ask a question um, that requires a little bit of analysis and, and some to ask me some more questions to get the answer, I, I like that. Um, and then I'm also just looking at, you know, a professional attitude, right? That somebody is taking this seriously and that they um, are very interested in their career. Because I know that that's, those are things that are going to help my company. Now, as you go through a candidate's resume, what is important to you? What will you look for and uh, why? Um, so I'm looking for a, a couple of things. And, and again, if it's an entry-level position, I might not be able to find out some of these things. But um, I'm looking at each of the jobs that they had and how long were they at those jobs. So if if I feel like if it's somebody who changes jobs every six months or every even less than two years, you know, I'm going to drill in and I'm going to ask a few questions about, well, you know, what happened at this job and what happened at this job and, you know, why did you leave? And, and, and that's another question I think is always important, no matter how long someone's there is, you know, what made you decide to change? Um, so those are the things I'm looking for. Okay. And what is your opinion on technology certifications? Um, so, Things like uh, Microsoft certifications and that type. I, I think they are, like I said before, they're valuable in that they show somebody's commitment to their own learning. I, I don't believe that I've ever had somebody that needed a certification to do a project or to do work for us. It was always based on their experience. And, and I actually believe that on-the-job training with mentorship um, tends to work a lot better. So having somebody go out and work with somebody who is a um, a mentor and has already done the work and can and pass along the knowledge firsthand. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, let me go back a little bit about what you said during the interview process, because I, I think it was very interesting and important to mention this. A lot of the times people can get intimidated by the person that's interviewing them, right? And sometimes if it's the manager, director, VP, CTO, whatever, right? And, and there mm-hmm. can be a certain amount of, of, I don't know, how am I going to answer this? And you said something, if this is a person that's going to be just yes or no, right? Or you're actually having a conversation. I would like to drill down a little bit more on that and, and, and expand on it, if you don't mind, so that our audience can understand what that means. Yeah, absolutely. So, and again, it depends on who is doing the interviewing in, in my personal style. I want to draw out a conversation with somebody. So I, I'm... I'm very interested in the fact that they, whether they can do the job or not, right? That's the most important thing. But then of, I would say, almost an equal importance, I want to know, like, how curious they are. Are they going to learn? And the only way that I think a lot of people are going to engage is if they are able to sort of open up and have a conversation. So that goes to personality. Um, and, I, and you can't sort of find those things out from a resume. So... You know, we may have, I may have passed on people, frankly, who could have been fantastic candidates, but I generally always found that important to find somebody who could be a good communicator and who'd be able to work with the rest of the team. I agree with you, Steve. I feel that it's very important to understand the company culture and the way they collaborate together. That's right. You know, Steve, one thing that I wanted to mention to all of our listeners out there is that we know that interviews can be very intimidating. You can feel nervous about it and uh, you can feel 
like you don't know what you're doing and that's very normal. But I feel that it's so important to have that conversation, to be able to ask those questions that may be in your mind, you know, and, and listen to understand, right? As uh, somebody's explaining something to you, maybe the role or the company overall, be able to understand what they're saying and then ask questions that matter to you, that matter to them, right? To have a real conversation. Absolutely. Agree. Now, would you hire a candidate based on certifications alone? Uh, no, I, I wouldn't. And, um, and the reason is that um, we, we've, I've actually seen many candidates who have passed certifications because they took a, um, uh, some type of a accelerated test or a, a program on the web where it helps you sort of get through the certification. Um, and we used to call those guys, uh, in the Novell world, we would call them, you know, paper CNEs. And, uh, <laughs> you know, the idea was that you had the piece of paper, but if I gave you a server to build and, and left you in, on the job, you'd be reading the book. So, um, yeah, I would never hire somebody just on certs. We would ask them to actually show that they could do the work. How about, uh, would you hire somebody just based on experience alone? Yeah, I have. Yes. And I, and I have hired somebody based on experience alone. And I, and I would um, couch that with the fact validated experience, not just experience. So I'm going to read the resume. I'm going to be impressed with a good resume with good experience. And then I'm going to reach out to some of the um, uh, references that that person provides. And I'm going to validate that experience. And in a lot of cases, um, it's a small industry, right? So um make a couple of phone calls, you know, saying, Hey, do you know this guy or this girl? Um, somebody's going to say yes. And, um, they're going to give you the, the details, you know, and, and I've had many, many times when, and, I, and luckily for me, it's always been more on the positive side and very few on the negative. But, you know, when I called somebody and said, they said, Hey, you know, that person is fantastic. If you, if, if you can get them, you should get them on your team. And that gives me a lot of confidence when that happens. You know, that's, that's a great point. And I'd like to go back to that here in a little bit. Mm -hmm. But let me ask you uh, regarding the, in fact, let's just go right into that because I feel that's related to the references, right? I believe it's very important to build your network, right? Your network of people that know you, that know your ethic and, and how you work. And for those starting their careers in technology, right? It's very important for them to be able to give some sort of references, right? When they're applying for a particular job. Yep. So what are your recommendations regarding the references and how can somebody build a good report and build good references? Well, sure. So uh, I, first of all, when you're just starting out, you, you know, you may not have a lot of previous experience and you may not be able to provide that type of reference to say, I've done this job before and I've been great at it. But what you can do is you can provide the names of people that know you and that trust you and that you've done work for. I mean, I mean, frankly, I don't even care if the work you've done is completely different than the work that I'm asking you to do. If you've taken some training, if you've gotten some experience, or if it's an entry-level job and you can then point me to three or four people that'll validate your work ethic, um, I, I think that's great. So yeah, build those references up when you're when somebody says you did a great job at something, uh, whether it's, you know, writing uh, a report for them or um, writing software for them, always ask them, 
Hey, would you be willing to, uh, you know, be a reference for me if, uh, if, if I ever needed you to. And, and most people, if you did a great job, will say, absolutely. Um, and, and for me as a hiring manager, I, I, I probably put about the highest weight on references that people give me of, of anything that's in, in the resume. That's a great point. And everybody listening out there, especially if you're starting your careers or wanting to switch careers or you wanted to move up in your, in your organization, this is a very important point. Build good rapport with everybody around you and recognize the situations or the moments where you were able to build that, that excellence, you know, in your job. And above all, ask, you know, ask for those references, reach out to people if they would like to be, if they can be a reference for you, I can assure you that they will, you know, especially when they're happy about your job. Now, uh, Steve, as you're going through a resume or through a particular candidate, did you ever look at their LinkedIn profile or social media? And if you do, what do you look for? First of all, um, every time. I look at it every time. And you should expect that in today's world, it will be looked at every time. Um, and I, I look at, of course, the what I said before, which is how long has somebody been at each of the roles that they've been at? And are they somebody who jumps from job to job? Or are they somebody who... Uh, sticks around. And that's generally indicative of, of two things, right? A, they did a good enough job that they were, they stayed around for a while. You know, nobody asked them to leave. And then B, they had a stick to that made them want to stay at one place and not give up and then try to jump to the next thing and the next thing. So, um, I look for that now I'll just to give you real specifics. If somebody changes jobs every three years or so in today's market, I think that's reasonable um, because, you know, to move your career forward, sometimes it's hard to do it at the place that you're at. But when I see somebody changing jobs every year, especially if it's three or four in a row, I, I do start to question it. And now I want to dig deeper on the references, right, to find out from a third party why the person changed jobs so much. Um, and the next place I go Again, what you just said to the references. So when you're using LinkedIn, I recommend you highly that you ask people to give references. If I see somebody that has 10 references from 10 different people that they used to work with, um, I'm pretty impressed by that because frankly, for people to take the time uh, to write something nice about you and, and how you helped them or how you did a great job for them um, is is an important thing. It means that you had something going for you and people thought highly of you. And, and, you know, these LinkedIn references can be a pain sometimes because they take time to do. And, um, if somebody takes out the time to do that, I think it, it shows something about the person. That's a great point. You know, and everybody listening out there, when you go to your LinkedIn profile, you have to make sure it's filled out as good as you can. And, and if you look at the bottom there, there's a section for your recommendations where people write recommendations about your job and what you did at a particular company, it is very easy to reach out and ask, especially somebody that, you know, you know, and, and they know you and, and they've seen your work ethic and so on. And they will take the time to help you out. Yeah. Okay. Now, thinking back in some of the interviews you've done in your life, <laughs> what do you think is going to be the worst interview you've ever had with a candidate? Oh, boy. And why was that? Uh, so. Um... There are 
been quite a few of them. Um, I think maybe the worst one was that, uh, you know, when I was a, um, a CEO, and, and I guess it's kind of a funny one too, um, I had an interview for someone who was coming in to be a, um, a, a networking engineer uh, for us. Um, I sat down, I, I asked the person a lot of questions about what they were doing, about software engineering and uh, network engineering, sorry, at this time it was a network engineer, it was for a Cisco role. Um, they um, answered all the questions pretty poorly. Um, I couldn't figure out how they got to me and got past our first two or three levels of technical people um, until we got all the way to the end of the interview. And I found out that I had talked to the wrong person and they were here for an accounting role <laughs> with the company. And uh, we didn't end up hiring the person because I said anybody that didn't have the courage to, to realize that I had made a mistake and stopped me before, you know, a 45 minute interview, I really didn't want them, you know, being responsible for our books and records. But I mean, that was, that might've been the worst. They sort of tried to fake me that, <laughs> you know, to get through the whole interview and answer network questions, even though they were not there, they were not looking to be hired for a technical role. So that, that was kind of funny. That's funny. Uh, so how about the best and what made it impactful or memorable? Uh, you know, one of the best interviews that I had was, I don't think it was really even an interview, but it was a, um, uh, it was a contractor that we had who was working with us. Um, and, um, we had a group of our, some of our, our best people in a room. And it was back, back when we were developing a, a product, uh, for network management. And I was sort of the, one of the lead architects, even though I was running the company, and um, th this contractor was there because he had been helping us with some stuff. So he was in the room in the design session. And I was drawing an architecture up on the board of how we were going to sort of traverse through the firewall with the stateful filter and how this product was going to work great everywhere. And I looked at the team and I said, so what do you guys think of doing it this way? And all my guys that worked for me for a while, you know, they, they all, they all, oh, yeah, it looks like a good idea. It looks like it'll work. And this guy who didn't even work for us looks at me and he says, I think it would be really dumb if you did it that way. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, like those were the words. And, and I just looked at everybody looked at him like, oh, my God, like, why would you say that? So I looked at him. I started laughing. I handed him the, the marker for the whiteboard and I sat down. I said, well, show me how to do it better. And this guy made it way better than I did it. And we hired him. Oh, wow. So that was a fun one. Yeah. Like the next day I told my team, I said, hire that guy. <laughs> He's smarter than any of us. He turned out to be one of the best uh, technical guys I ever had on my team. Wow, for many years. Yeah. Wow, and, and and it goes back to, it goes back to that that we were just talking about about the yes or no, right? Uh, it, it, you know, if you have an idea and or you have some insights into something, you know, nobody knows all the answers, right? And perhaps you have experience in yeah. some areas that other people may not have the experience. Don't be afraid to talk. Don't be afraid to speak up. To That's share, right. you know, your knowledge. That's absolutely because right. Because you're collaborating. At the end yep. of the day, you're making everybody better. It's not just about you. It's about the collaboration of the team. And of course, there's always uh, people that uh, are, um, are champions, you know, within that team. But not be, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to speak up, especially if you have that experience in your, in your background. 
I would agree. Now, Steve, what recommendations would you have? And I know this is a general question, but what recommendations would you have to somebody starting their career in technology? Um, you know, I, well, first of all, I would say uh, be curious. So, um, you know, spend a lot of, I mean, technology is all around us now, uh, whether it's, you know, online research, um, you know, going to YouTube. I mean, you can find out how to do just about anything on YouTube now. So I would really recommend to somebody to spend all the time that they can figuring out what it is that they really like, what their interests are, and then go do your own research. Don't just rely on, you know, what the curriculum is and what the book says that you should be able to do. You know, take what you're learning in those books do your own research, um, you know, be, find out as much as you can and then be ready to discuss what you found, you know, when you come in and you start looking at job opportunities. Um, the other thing I would say is that, um, there are a lot of opportunities out there in certain areas today. So information security, um, I'm a little biased cause we're in that space, but, um, there's over a million jobs globally that can't be filled today because we don't have the skills that we need. Um, cloud, anything with the cloud, um, there's still a ton of workloads moving to the cloud. And um, so, you know, it's another plate thing where you can do a lot of research online and learn a lot um, before you ever go for that first job interview. And that's a great point, especially when I look back and I think about some of the people I have coached in my career, and I look back at some of them that have graduated college, right? And all they have is just the bachelor's in computer science. And that's all they have. Yep. And a lot of them are afraid to apply for positions because they don't feel they have the experience needed, right, for those positions. Yep. And what I always tell them is that don't be afraid to apply. Go ahead and apply, but do your research. Exactly what you said. Because, you know, there's great experience in college and you can learn a lot of different things, theoretical things. One thing that helped me a lot, Steve, is having a lab, right? And being able to break things and fix things in my lab. Absolutely. That gave me a lot of confidence in myself, yeah. in my abilities, my skills, and experience, you know, real world experience, right? Even though I wasn't working on a, you know, corporate network or whatnot, but I was able to experience the same exact functionality and the same exact UIs and the same exact commands that I had to do. Yep. You know, to be able to fix things and troubleshoot things and just the whole, you know, process of troubleshooting something, you know, uh, being able to face a problem and troubleshooting it. So even if you only have a computer science bachelor's degree, well, you know, you can do your research and learn even more and do some practical experience at home, right, with the resources that you currently have. Yeah. And, and what, you know, one of the things I forgot to say, but I will say it now because I think it's very important. Um, if you know you're going to an interview for a specific company, really understand what that company does before you get there. Look at their website, go into the products that they sell, learn about the products, watch what you can on YouTube, and then write down three or four questions that you can ask them about their product where you can say, hey, I saw that you guys build this and um, how is how you know, how would my role be tied into this? I thought it was really interesting what you do. If you show interest in a company and that you're going to work for beyond just, hey, I'm trying to get a job here, um, you're going to stand out because I can't tell you how many people come in 
and I ask them, one of the first questions I ask them sometime is, so tell me what we do. And they can't answer the question. Hmm. So, well, you guys are a cybersecurity company. Interesting. And I say, okay. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that's really important. Don't ever go in unprepared to talk about the company that you're interviewing with. You should know as much about them as you possibly can before that interview. That's great advice. That's great advice. And uh, it's advice that really matters when you're interviewing for a position, you know, showing that you care about the company, you care about the, the position, and you're going to show that by doing your research about the organization, about what they do, and then asking the right questions. I mean, asking questions about it, be curious. Steve, I really appreciate all the insights, all the information you've shared with us. And I want to give you the mic here for any closing remarks you may have before we close the show. Uh, sure. No, I, th I think, you know, it's been great for me. Um, I did promise you I would give you a little thing on the uh, musicians. So um, what, what I found out over the years, this was really interesting as, as a hiring manager, um, is that um, there are a lot of people that have musical skills that are in IT um, and, and people that uh, play guitar or play piano or play something. So I'd encourage you to keep those skills going and one of the things that we found as, as we got in more and more studies of this in bigger companies is that, you know, uh, musicians work really well in a group. Mm. You know, they're used to working with other people. They're used to making space. They're used to fitting in. They're used to doing their part. True. Um, and, and so that's been uh, when we looked at some of the most successful teams, that's been one of the traits. And I would tell you that even if it's a sports team or something else, like these are all foundational things that you do. Um, that will help you in your IT career because, you know, IT is not just about generally going and doing things yourself. It's about working as part of a team um, to solve problems. That, that is actually a great insight because as I look back at some of the other people I've coached and they look, you look at their resume, as I ask questions about what else is, is it that they do, sometimes they don't realize that those things that are doing that are extracurricular, extra, you know, outside of work, are very important because it shows a certain skill and ability that can translate into the technical world or into that particular position they're applying for. In this case, music, right? Exactly as you were saying, you know, a lot of musicians have that ability to be able to work well in teams and, and make space and, and think outside the box, right? Because they can become more creative, right? And so a lot of the issues and challenges that they face within their role can be can be faced and challenged in a very different way because you can think outside the box in a more creative way. And so you're adding those skills to the team and to the role that perhaps you didn't even think they were important, but they're important. So maybe create a little space in your resume saying, you know, extra skills and put, I'm a musician or something like that. Yeah, I would point it out. Absolutely. hundred percent. I agree. Great. Well, Steve, again, thank you so much uh, for being with us today. And I look forward for our next uh, conversation where we can discuss about your first job in tech. Sure thing, Christian. I look forward to it. Thanks for having me. Thank you, Steve. And thank you to everyone that joined us today. And I look forward to hopefully seeing you here, uh, listening to our show on our next episode. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to Tech Career Podcast. Don't forget to check out our website for more information on how to connect with us by visiting www.techcareerpodcast.com. That's www.techcareerpodcast.com. 